Hello friends, it's Misha Chakrabarty and welcome to Mishaps, spelled with me, Misha. Okay, I'm, I've done, I've said my name like five million times already. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'm always just one little pee away from some kind of misadventure at any given moment. So I hope you're prepared to hear about them. <laughs> Today, I'm going to be talking about all of the mishaps related to caffeine. Really, they're about mishaps. Well, yeah, they're about like letting go of caffeine. And yeah, it's about the mishaps with caffeine. <laughs> You'll hear all about them. begin. Oh, right. Um, so for a lot of my life, I was pretty dependent on caffeine. Well, like I went to like in high school, I didn't sleep very much. I was doing 20 hours of gymnastics a week and going to like a really intense school. So I slept about like four to five hours every day in high school, but I didn't have, I didn't use caffeine then, but I just fell asleep in class a lot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. In class, in the car, like naps between school and practice. Um, so yes, it was the caffeine and just doing a lot of things. The main things that you're going to hear about are like me not sleeping enough and feeling like caught up in a cycle of activity and just doing things for no reason. <laughs> Keep this in mind, foreshadowing. <laughs> Not really foreshadowing. <laughs> Just, you, you already heard it. <laughs> so that was high school. And then in college, I wasn't doing gymnastics anymore. And I still didn't really drink caffeine. Um, but I was still definitely doing a lot of things. There was school and there was socializing for the first time in my life because I wasn't doing gymnastics anymore. So I had 20 extra hours a week to do things, which... Uh, it was, it was really good. I needed to socialize because honestly, like just being isolated at home, doing homework and doing gymnastics, I didn't really like grow into like a full, like mature social being adult. <laughs> uh, so that's really what college was. But yes, a lot of doing things and a lot of not sleeping enough and a lot of falling asleep in class still. <laughs> um, so then we start my corporate life. And I started working in Boston and I worked in Boston for five years. And that is when I started using caffeine because falling asleep in class, like it's not that, I mean, it's not good, but it's not like no one's going to fire you for that. But then when you start working and you start depending upon your job to give you health care, if you don't live in, you know, if you live in a country like the U.S. that like requires you to work to have health care problematic. You need to stay awake <laughs> during the work day. And if you are doing a lot of activities when you're not at the office, um, then you might not be sleeping enough and you might need caffeine to get you through the day. So starting when I was about 22, I pretty much needed multiple cups of coffee to get me through every day and had started to develop an unhealthy relationship with caffeine. 
but the ultimate root of it, the need to do to do things all the time, um, that came before. <laughs> so how did this finally start to change? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it was because of a wonderful mishap that eventually helped me start to let go of these things. So um, I had, I really don't want to go into all the details because it's not really cute, but I had a lovely gastrointestinal issue that made me go to the doctor one day. And when I was there, he was just like, okay, this is going to be a, um, a delicate month for you. So in the meantime, I need you to change the following things. No spicy foods, no alcohol, no caffeine, no, I forgot. There were some other things. There were a lot of things that you, I was not supposed to do. And honestly, the alcohol really wasn't that much of an issue. The main issues were the spicy food and the caffeine. And I kind of already knew that I wanted to slowly but surely or, or rapidly not be so dependent on caffeine. But this was kind of like the big wake up call. Like he was like, there's a health issue that you have and you need to stop drinking caffeine if you want it to get better. So sometimes we need like a lovely smack in the face, a lovely like jolt to, I don't know, reality, but a remote, like, well, I guess it is reality. We need to, we need to be made aware of the consequences of like the way we're living our lives. And sometimes you just go and keep repeating this vicious cycle until something like really bad, like some catastrophe, like interrupts your life and just erupts right in front of you in a completely unignorable way. Yeah. So that was this lovely, lovely situation. Um, and yeah, let me tell you, it wasn't fun, but it was really important because otherwise I would have just kept using caffeine in, in an unhealthy way. So after that, for the first time, I, I started to prioritize sleep and um, I know I wanted to sleep more for a while because, first of all, it just it just feels nicer when when you get a full night's sleep. But I also know that um, it's it's just connected to so many other things. It's I don't know your dreams are your dreams are also related to all those wonderful things that you keep suppressing during the day, and they just come up, <laughs> but in a more metaphorical way. You kind of have to be like, I'm always running away from something. I'm always being chased by something. What does that mean? Your dreams tell you, tell you like, are kind of like that wonderful like eruption that happens, but but happening in a more quixotic and literary and fantastical way. <laughs> So I wanted I wanted to sleep more because I wanted to feel better and be healthier, but I also wanted to understand myself better through my dreams. And also it's like your your body recovers itself when you sleep and I wanted to connect myself more with, you know, my my energetic self. Uh, so all those things are things that I wanted, um, reasons I wanted to sleep more. But finally, not being able to have caffeine <laughs> was what made me realize if I don't sleep more, I'm going to fall asleep at work. And then I will get fired and maybe deported. So we can't have that because not only do I need my job to have a salary, but I also need it to not be deported. And that is an important consideration. <laughs> so I decided, okay, now I really do need to sleep. So I've started sleeping and I have to say, like, I can already feel 
better. Like my body feels better. Um, I also I also feel calmer, and I think part of that is um, the peacefulness of sleep. Part of it is um, just not having the joltiness of caffeine. Um, but the other thing is, I realized okay, if I want to sleep more, and I'm still working the same number of hours, that means that I need to do less activities if I want to get to bed at a reasonable time. So. I'm doing less activities now. And I have to say, like, there's part of, I've always kind of had a project going on for in in life. I think part of it is because I'm a creatively inclined person. I've, I've always liked to, I don't know, to dance and write and, um, and act and perform. Um, so I've always had some kind of project going on. And I think there is an element where that is natural, like, because I, I do right now, I'm enjoying speaking to you guys on this podcast. And I also have a YouTube channel, which you should totally check out. My YouTube channel is Misha Chakrabarti, M-I-S-H-A-C-H-A-K-R-A-B-S-N-B-O-Y-A-R-T-I on YouTube. Are you enjoying all these wonderful plugs? Um, <laughs> so I do have all these creative activities that I do truly feel moved to do. It's not like anyone, no one is forcing me to do that. I truly want to do these. But then there's this other level where I definitely felt like, this is partially in the US, where it is like uh, much more of a society based on consumerism and part of that is like doing things. I feel like a lot of the way that people relate to themselves is through doing an activity. Um, So I've kind of always related to people and just built my life that way just having all these these things these activities these things to do going on and I kind of just thought that that was normal and that you know that was giving my life excitement and I mean it was on a superficial level but on a deeper level not not as much um And I also felt like if I wasn't doing some kind of activity, like there was going to be some like crazy consequence. Like, you know, when I was in high school, I felt like I needed to be doing like all these things for gymnastics or for school, because if I didn't, like I wouldn't perform well and get into like a good college and in college, if I wasn't doing those, then how would I get a job? And then later it was like, how would I get into grad school? Which I have since given up on, well, not given up on, I just decided that I don't feel moved to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Um, but that's really the point. Like I, I felt like I needed to be doing these things. I felt like I should be doing things. And something I've learned is whenever you have this feeling that you should be doing something, it's it's generally some other external, very arbitrary thing, like, I don't know, society, or your parents, or your friends, or I don't know, your Instagram followers telling you, that you should do something, but it's really not like coming from an organic internal place of what you really feel moved to do. And I realized that whenever I feel like I should be doing something, what I really should be doing is not what I should be doing. Does that make any sense? (laughs) The idea of should is just really arbitrary and external. And the only thing that truly matters is what we feel naturally driven to do. Um, and I've, I've ultimately found like that the decisions I made that came from a place of should, they never like truly ended up like ended well, or I never, they never really 
I don't know, they never, they never ended well. <laughs> or like maybe they ended fine because I learned something from them, but ultimately like they, they weren't coming from a natural place and they didn't go to, to where I wanted them to. Um, well, ultimately the idea of you wanting it to go someplace is also you have an attachment to a certain outcome and you should let go of that as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've decided that like, well, not decided, I've realized that anytime I have this idea, oh, I should be doing all these things because if I don't, there'll be all these consequences. I've realized that's not true because now that I'm sleeping more and doing less activities, I've realized Oh, like for example, I have this beautiful balcony and I hadn't really spent enough time enjoying it. So finally now I'm just like, okay, I get home at the end of the day, just sit on my balcony for a couple of hours, just enjoy the sunset and have dinner there. And before I'd be like, no, I can't sit on the balcony too long because like I need to be doing all these other things because if I don't, like some crazy problem is going to rise. But then, you know, I just sat on the balcony for a few hours and I realized, oh, well, look, the world is still happening around me. And when you sit on the balcony, you can you can really like sense the world around you. You hear like the sound of the wind, you hear the birds chirping, and then you see the, the less natural sounds like you hear the cars honking, the people like screaming at each other on the streets and arguing about things because, you know, people are dramatic in Argentina, <laughs> at least in Buenos Aires. So then you hear all this this life around you and you realize, oh, I'm taking a moment to really just be and not to do, to just be in the moment, to be present. And life is happening all around you in a very, very unignorable kind of way. <laughs> um, so yeah, in those moments where I decided to stop doing and to just be, to be patient and to let go of this fear, to let go of this need to constantly be active and constantly produce, I realized, oh, everything is actually okay. What was I so scared of? What were all these consequences that I had created in my mind? So really everything was fine in the end. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. It's, it's just really hilarious when you think about it. Like, there are all these truly dangerous things that we do every day. But the thing that something we're like truly scared of is taking a moment to just be, taking a moment for ourselves, taking a moment to really be in life, to really live our life and enjoy it. Um, that is something that a lot of people, I definitely was scared of or didn't even realize was truly possible before didn't realize it was truly possible until I have all these wonderful GI problems <laughs> just exploded in front of my face. <laughs> um, so yes, it wasn't until I had a wonderful, bootyful disaster <laughs> that I was forced to finally confront this this really unhealthy way of living around constant activity and subsistence on caffeine and insufficient sleep. So now I'm living a much healthier life. I'm enjoying the sunset more, taking deep breaths, and all because of stressful problems of the booty. But now I can see the beauty. Well, 
I hope you enjoyed this mishap that turned into a beautiful blossoming mishappertunity. I hope it wasn't too stressful for you. <laughs> if you did like this, I hope that you will. I, I still haven't figured out what people do on podcast. If you subscribe, if you follow, if you like, but please do all of those. If you, if you found something that resonated with you, I've already talked to you about my YouTube channel. So please follow that like it, subscribe, and you can see all the wonderful facial expressions and hand gestures I'm making while I'm being dramatic, you know. Now that I live in Buenos Aires, I'm even more dramatic, if you can believe that. Um, so yes, please follow me, subscribe on YouTube. And the last thing that I wanted to say today is that this is the final episode in Mishaps Season 2. Can you believe it? I know. It goes fast crazy. Well, don't worry. We'll be back before you know it because time flies. The season went quickly, so we'll come back quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. I hope this season you found it a little bit more universal. Maybe it resonated with you more uh, than the previous season. And I'm hoping that in the next season, in season three, we talk about things that are even more universal. Um, so we're going to be going in that direction. I say we, it's really just me, but you know, I hope we're, we're all, we're all connected. So let's, we're all on this journey together. <laughs> and yeah, make, make your own mishappertunities. Get out into the world. Be mishap. Do all the mishappy things. Maybe don't do too much, but you know, be, follow your heart from a natural place and see what arises. Okay, well, be Miss Happy and Miss Happertunities E, and I will see you on the other side. Take care. Bye.